Mel Tucker logs on and says, Come cam with me. The new graphics team is straight fire. Coach Cap likes them big. Schools are making it clear they prefer some athletes over others. And no good, terrible week for Michigan. And holy shit, your Twitter questions. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, as always, by the man who already does play-by-play commentary for adult videos, Kevin Greck. Greck, how you doing? Yeah, thanks for outing me for that, for my side gig, my millennial side gig. Appreciate that. Now everyone knows. Is that 1099 work? <sighs> man... I was about to to sign a exclusive contract with, uh, I don't, I don't know. It was one of the bigger. <laughs> oh, you're, bigger you're pretending like yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Hustler or something. Does Hustler actually make I don't, adult I don't. videos, or are they still in the straight to uh, store shelves business at this point? Print only. Print, Print only. only. It's a dime medium, but they're going down with the ship. They're like the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. They're uh-huh. the exact same thing. I in my brain, <laughs> they're files right next to one another. Nothing I can yeah. do about it. Uh, uh, yeah, one has Pharaoh, one has Flint. You know, whatever. Um, anyway, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, we would love it if you could share this pod with the Spartans in your life. Give us a follow on the old Twitter machine at Spartan underscore Pod. And please uh, log into whatever your podcast medium of choice is and rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Um, love seeing those ratings. Even enjoy the reviews more. If we get some good ones on there, I think we might have to start reading them on air, Kevin. Can we do dramatic readings of these reviews? Well, I think we're going to take your play-by-play uh, skills and have you read them that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Done. Um, I'll practice up. Uh, folks, of course, the show is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Fraser's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, on Packard Street. We've been letting you know for a while now, um, encouraging to maybe reach out, purchase a gift card from Fraser's Pub. But the good news is, as we mentioned last week, they're back in business. They're opening up a window uh, for you to drive up and uh, pick up some some carryout. Uh, you can also uh, call ahead and, uh, or I'm sorry, use Uber Eats um, to place your order. They would sincerely appreciate it if you, if you, A, they would appreciate the business, but would like it if, if possible, if you could pay over the phone uh, so as to limit contact. And of course, get those tasty meals from, uh, from Fraser's, but they've got bottled beer to go as well. So, you know, uh, it's a great way to support a local business and have yourself a, a nice beer and a little bite. And you uh, watch reruns of sports. Indeed. Yeah. And they're going to move the wood paneling out to the patio, too. They, <laughs> We, we made them promise that we twist some arms and it's going to happen. They, they gave is, us their word. Is there wood paneling? I'm trying to remember now on the, on the little patio area. There might be some wood paneling there, there. I think there is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was fairly confident in saying that. Um, but yeah, stop by, support your local economy. Uh, I, the, the missus and I just had some Woody's Oasis tonight. It was fantastic. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, sponsor of MSU Athletics and... Very, very uh, solid shop. So uh, we love Woody's. We love uh, great hummus. And uh, yeah, let's, Jonesy, we got a lot to talk about. This is just to 
you know, like tip our hand a little bit just to like peek behind the curtain. Uh, we do a show outline just of like top level stuff that we want to discuss, not specific points, but just give us a little structure. This is the most Twitter questions we've ever had. So by, by not even, it's not even close, but, but they're really good. Like fantastic (laughs) Twitter questions. So this isn't an issue. Uh, the issue is we got to get through the rest of the show to get to the Twitter questions. So, uh, what is Michael Jones, the structure of can't read, can't write this week. Yeah. So we're going to hold the same structure, which is first, we have a segment called the green wall where we talk about some of the headlines in MSU athletics, uh, do a little bit of off grand river where we cover, you know, news that's not necessarily MSU centric. Uh, and then the main event, baby, uh, you guys have, as Kevin put, said, brought it with the Twitter questions. Um, so we're going to try and get in and out of the stories so we can get clearly to the questions that matter most to our listeners. And I think somehow the prize at the end of the month is really motivating people. I think there's a need to win right now. Yeah. I, I, I think it, for all the conflict that you, you see on MSU Twitter, um, you know, even we're, we're definitely not talking in politics right now, but just you, you watch some of the headlines. I think people just really feel a need to win something right now because there's no winning in life right now. Yeah. And we'll give one person that satisfaction, and the rest of you will be found wanting again, just in every so other. There's sad, next month for you, or, you know, part next of your month. life. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Ouch. That's right. Um, I mean, we're not winning. We're just as sad and miserable as the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, um, we're with them. Cracking that beer. What are you drinking right now? Uh, this is the Bud Heavy. Um, the Budweiser, the King of Beers. Uh, pour one out for Ron Catcher this evening. Ron is do you want to grandfather. Yes. What's that? Oh, I was going to say, I just want to know if you wanted to tell the folks or just name drop. Oh, we just name drop. Everyone okay. should know Ron Catcher. Um, no, uh, sure. Just because we brought it up, let's do a downer before we kick the show off. I unfortunately lost my grandfather to complications uh, related to COVID-19. So, uh, it's been a, a very interesting and difficult week for the family. Uh, and, uh, just a reminder that this stuff is real and it can affect your life. Um, although I'm sure a number of you already know that, uh, we're not, we're not just taking this time off and interrupting all of our lives for nothing. So, yes, but, but definitely, uh, if you've got a beer handy, um, have a little drink for Ron. Yeah. So, Pour one cheers, out. Ron. UAW local worker Ron Ketcher is a man of the he's a blue collar good man anyway let's I wasn't prepared to eulogize my grandfather on the <laughs> podcast this week so let's let's continue let's talk about football because the man loves. let's football. call him let's call him salt of the earth so that uh is a perfect transition to Caden Salter um who is a <laughs> good transition yeah that um, works I'll take it yeah uh, is a recruit that MSU has been targeting. Uh, I forget his dual threat quarterback rank, but it is high. Yeah. Um, and, uh, apparently is actually interested in MSU. Um, you know, it certainly no one's putting the crystal ball in, but, uh, he wants to go camming with, uh, with Mel Tucker. That's fantastic. Uh, apparently really wants to put a virtual visit together. And, um, is is being seriously considered. So 
I I think for me as we as we start landing commitments, which I'm excited about the people we picked up, and we'll talk about some of them in a second. Uh, what is interesting to me is the number of recruits, and we, we've talked about this in the past, who are at least giving us a good look. Um, whether that's you know putting us in you know their top seven with um, a lot of nice schools and Purdue, um, or you know uh, hearing us out um, and Purdue, then uh, that's that's really encouraging, and and I think speaks volumes to what Mel Tucker's been able to accomplish under the circumstances. Extraordinary circumstances. And uh, so he's on a bit of a roll. Six commits now. Um, Latest one came today. Came today uh, from Maryland. And something that all of these guys have in common is size. Like These are built dudes and you can't teach size. So we we knew that Mel Tucker's approach is going to be athleticism, and it's showing in these commitments. Um, anything else you? I mean, I've just got Twitter questions in the back of my mind. So, anything else you really want to say about this? Yeah, I would just say Antoine Booth, who we picked up today. Um, I'm forgetting the exact name of his high school, but it's the same one that Darian Harris came from. Uh, so that's cool. And um, yet the. Uh, the one we missed last week, I think, was uh, defensive end uh, Tyson Watson, who, to your point about being huge, 6'6", 270, uh, officer, offers from Minnesota, Kentucky, Iowa, Iowa State, Purdue, Tennessee, and more. You'll note, uh, only interesting about that is uh, schools where we had interest in coaches from. Uh, Minnesota, there was talk, admittedly mild, about P.J. Fleck. Yeah. Um, Kentucky, we were trying to snipe people from that program. Iowa State, what's his face over there? Yeah. Um, it, it's a good list. Um, and so it was a good pickup. And um, that's all I'll say about that. So, yeah, let's, as we try and avoid uh, or try and get to Twitter questions as soon as possible, let's chat basketball real quick. Um, so, Tom well, Izzo is in the news right now, right? <laughs> we, yes, he's been making a habit of that lately. Mm hmm. So the report is that uh, Tom Izzo has voiced some displeasure with the idea that the NCAA may be waiving the transfer, the one-year sit-out transfer requirement, maybe on a one-time basis, maybe permanently. And Dick Vitale, uh, you know, friend of the pod, Dick Vitale, one of our favorites, uh, reportedly had a conversation with Tom Izzo where he expressed uh, seething frustration over <laughs> the idea that this might happen. Um, of course, the program just had an experience with the transfer portal with uh, Joey Hauser coming in and ultimately not getting his request for immediate eligibility granted. Maybe that is the reason for this. Maybe Dick Vitale is um, exaggerating how upset Tom Izzo is. Maybe Tom Izzo didn't think through his comments. I, I think it's fair to say that the position of the pod, our podcast, Can't Read, Can't Write, is that student-athletes should be allowed to transfer without penalty. Once. One time. Yeah. It's a slippery slope, though, Michael. Once you do it, once you have one transfer, why not 20 transfers? Why not mid-season transfers? Why not, why not a player starts on one team and finishes the game on another team? You know? Why not, why one not trade them? 
you know? Yeah. Uh, because. Um, because. So Tom Izzo has always had an argument, and I I think I've most reliably heard it characterized as uh, paternalistic, that giving student-athletes this out and allowing them to just enter into the portal and transfer away does them a disservice because it doesn't make them grapple with difficult situations and rise out of adversity. What is your reaction to such an argument well that's not that's not the only reason someone would want to transfer um and i think the fact of the matter is is that these student athletes do that stuff all the time Mm -hmm. and have done it all the time um but they you know uh, new personnel comes in and maybe the scheme they thought they were going to be part of they're no longer, you know, it, the talent shifts in such a way that the their what they envision their role being on the team has to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, they could, heaven forbid, be making an academic decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could want to be closer to family, or you know, if you're sort of in no man's land, maybe there's an option that has some family in the vicinity that you mm-hmm. would like to be nearer. There, there are a whole host of reasons that you could say, hey, you know, upon reflection, that decision I made when I was 16 or 17 years old maybe wasn't the best one for me and for whatever reason. And I don't know that it is our place or a coach's place to decide what is best for that young person. Now, I will say the other side of this is the the uncle or the aunt or whomever and I'm not gonna overly gender it who's whispering in the kid's ear of like oh you know you could you could be doing whatever if you were just to switch schools mm-hmm. um, that's a nefarious influence as well and one that I I don't know that you're ever gonna be totally able to get out of right but that that is the best argument against it is those outside voices, but I, I don't know that it is a coach's, I don't know that a coach gets to be the gatekeeper over the destiny of a young person. So. Okay. That's my two cents. I agree. Uh, It seems like a one-time transfer isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, There were already hardship waivers. There were already rules around changes in staff and, and those types of things. But, uh, yeah. And it's, and what we have right now is an inconsistent system. So yes. at least this way there is there is clarity and there's consistency. Uh, the one thing, and I think we've mentioned this before on the pod, is that for me w- there needs to be extremely severe consequences for recruiting somebody who's on a team. Apparently that's happening a lot right now. Not directly, yeah, I, but through the back channels. The feeling out of uh, so-and-so on you know whatever team. You know, you reach out to AAU coaches, you reach out to family members, whatever it is, right. uh, go through the grapevine. Apparently that's happening a lot right now. Let's say this comes into play. Let's say the NCAA decides we're going to allow all student athletes one time transfer without having to, you know, burn a year of eligibility. 
what happens to the transfer portal, which apparently already has for basketball something like 800 student athletes in it across 350 teams? Well, I think the portal's still there. No, I mean like in terms of size, in terms of how many people are in the portal, do you think it'll be a small increase? Do you think it'll be a substantial increase? I mean, sure, maybe maybe you get some uh, some increases. I, I would expect you would get an increase of of some uh, statistically significant magnitude, mm-hmm. but you may just as easily find that people are are um, pull a good old Connor Hayward and uh, come back to the mothership. Yeah. I'm betting if this comes to pass, there's a huge, huge influx of uh, uh, of traffic on the on the transfer portal. I'm going to say 25 percent more at least. Yeah, I mean, it, I would also be fine with them uh, eliminating or, or saying that it's a one year short of a, a, a coaching change. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, or at least clearer guidelines on on what a hardship con- you know what constitutes a hardship and um have those be pretty narrow so that you know let's say it is um a life-threatening or uh, life-compromising illness to an immediate family member maybe then you you get to go home i mean that's uh, already or, one of the right, hardship waivers Right, but I'm just saying that you, you, something that is uh, pretty severe and narrowly tailored. Okay. So you know that that it is. Yeah, you can get out of it, but like it, we're not because I don't even know what Joey Hauser was claiming, and they thought they had a good case. We I don't know what on earth really he could have found been, out. What that was. I don't know what on earth he could have been saying that they thought they had a strong case for. Because as much as it would have been nice to have Joey Hauser, though, I guess. It didn't really matter. Um, what would what would he have said that it was that, something to do with his existing eligibility? I think, and when he started his eligibility, and what should have been a semester sitting out, and what should have been a year. I think that was the the argument, but I don't think we've ever had that confirmed. So, but so, but that's not a hardship claim, though, right? Like that's a no. right. So anyway, um, so I guess. I think those those criteria should be public too, so that there is less secrecy. Um, and we've said this before: there should be more transparency over what you know constitutes what people claim and and what they are granted for, um, so that so that the public can have visibility into it. Um, and and so that would be my two cents. Okay. Uh- so we had our first sponsor, Fraser's Pub. Who is not sponsoring this week's episode, Michael Jones? Oof. Well, you know, we we here at Can't Read, Can't Write have not discriminated about being a, a vessel um, to not be sponsored by other Big Ten institutions. Mm-hmm. And um, this week is no different. So this week's episode of Can't Read, Can't Write is not brought to you by the University of Wisconsin wants you to know about their COVID-19 response. With the well-being of all members in the university community being their highest priority, they want to continue to closely monitor the risks of of coronavirus pandemic to our students, faculty, and staff. 
And while our sister, sister institutions like Michigan State are freezing tuition and offering extended scholarships to spring athletes, we're taking a wait-and-see approach. Slash not doing that. But the University Ridge Golf Course will reopen on Friday, so come on down, COVID truthers. We welcome you. Thank you for the support, uh, University of Wisconsin, uh, for we not appreciate sponsoring. Your, yeah, we appreciate your not dollars, and uh, <laughs> we, we welcome your business anytime, slash thanks for being the worst of student-athletes. And your sister institution, Michigan State, will uh, would like to welcome some of your athletes. Uh, I'm sure. So yeah, I wonder if we can do that. I didn't. Uh, that'd be interesting. If, yeah. If if Wisconsin's like, yeah, sorry, your senior season got canceled. We're not going to give you a scholarship anymore. Can State pick them up? That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway, so let's move off Grand River. Yes. What do we got first here, Kevin? So we've got two things that sort of co-mingle, two topics. And we sort of talked about this last week. But the University of Cincinnati, have you heard of them? Uh, have we had any interactions with the University of Cincinnati recently? Uh, recently. <laughs> they have made the decision, their athletic department, to eliminate men's soccer. And uh, we had kind of had this debate about where you would go to cut uh, scholarships if you needed to do that or if you had needed to... Uh, move them around. Uh, and on a semi-related note, the University of Illinois is pausing its plans to start men's hockey. Um, we're kind of seeing what athletic departments are doing in a environment that it looks like we might not be getting football in the fall, or if we do, it'll be some kind of abridged version of it. Um, so... We're starting to see what, in some cases, smaller, I think it's fair to say, than a Big Ten institution, uh, athletic departments like Cincinnati and Illinois, uh, and a Big Ten institution, but one that hasn't had men's or women's uh, hockey in the past, what they're doing in light of the financial realities that these institutions might be facing. Uh, yeah, there you're was, also losing donor money as well, probably. You're, you're probably seeing a decrease in, in the support that you might anticipate for future revenue as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, everything is contracting right now. I, that's not a, a secret. And uh, this isn't on our outline here, but there was an article where Graham Couch uh, sat down with the athletic director, MSU athletic director, Bill Beekman, kind of talking about what some of those plans may be uh, and looking at the financial realities at MSU if indeed there isn't football in the fall. So I, I don't know if there's anything that you want to say specifically about this. Uh, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of an, an interesting system where all of these separate athletic departments are going to be making their own decisions uh, in the University of Cincinnati, men's soccer was the first to go. And at Illinois, they're just sort of putting a pause on things. So I don't know that we have a reaction here. It's just something to sort of keep an eye on and keep on the horizon. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, and, and it's a, it would just also say it's a, it's a bummer for those student athletes. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, we sort of joked at the top, there is definitely a pecking order um, when it comes to athletics. And so it will be interesting to see. Um, well, it, I guess there's a pecking order as it relates to 
revenue producing. And of so, course. you know, that is to say, I think you're going to see a lot of schools cut their football programs because they're expensive unless they're revenue producing, in which case you're going to see that there's a very clear second class set of, of, of sports. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm curious what the math was that went into men's soccer, mm -hmm. uh, for Cincinnati. We, I don't think totally joked about, uh, swimming, uh, for MSU, but it'll be, it'll be a curious to see. This is not going to be the, this is not going to be the last, um, of, of these stories. And so, uh, that's a real big bummer for those kids. Um, and there's not much more to say about it than that. Nope. But, uh, let's talk about bummers that there is more to say about and a little bit more to be gleeful about and just want to put a, a little bit of a trigger warning out there for anyone who is a Michigan fan that you may want to jump ahead, I don't know, a minute or two, but yeah. we promise not to be too gleeful because we're full of empathy, we, we stopped recording uh, last Monday, a week ago, and it proceeded to be a terrible 12 hours for the university of michigan and their basketball program uh first um joshua christopher josh christopher uh decided to take his talents to arizona state university want to say to the u of m people in the house uh welcome to the club of being beaten by asu um and then the next morning isaiah todd these are both five-star recruits um decided that he's going to go pro play in the G league for a year. Um, so one commitment in Isaiah Todd decommitting and then one that was projected to go to Michigan and Joshua Christopher um, picking a different school, rough 12 hours. Yeah. And then it also sort of spawned all of these articles about how the G league is poaching elite talent from college basketball and what college basketball has to do as a response to that. And, Something about how the and the G League and its contracts are the answer for to the NBA's one and done rule, which I'm like, the NBA created the one and done rule. Yeah, like, the congratulations the NBA on solving a problem that you started. Right. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I don't need to pile on to U of M. I mean, I delight in it. It's a joy but I, I don't feel the need to do it here. They still have a strongish class, but that... Yeah, they have a good class. They have a good class still. That roster is going to look dramatically different next year. Assuming yeah. that Livers remains in the NBA draft, and I think there are rumors that Wagner is not coming back to campus one way or another. Have you been hearing those as well? I haven't. There are just rumors out there that even if he doesn't stay in the NBA, he might go back to Europe and play instead. Um, no. So uh, who knows how that goes? Uh, personally, I think Wagner should probably stay on Michigan's team. He's available to scouts and he's going to be heavily featured in next year's uh, schemes if he remains on that team. So we'll see what happens to the University of Michigan, but it is going to look very different next season, next basketball season than it did this one. So... Did Julius, did he got, he signed somewhere? Uh, he or did. He ended up drank. Okay. Uh, 
this is making for all right. This the silence was a little too long with me drinking. So I'm just Cincy. Gonna... Oh, Cincy, of course. <laughs> Again, always Cincy. Oh, it comes full circle, Michigan. We're very sorry, uh, but we know your pain. And you know, for whatever it's worth, it's not like Izzo hasn't flirted around in these waters with these kind of athletes and had plenty of misses. Yeah. So we will take joy for sure in your pain. But it's not like we also don't have empathy for it. Um, it's funny because I feel like recruiting athletes, uh, basketball players at th- this sort of ranking level is a bit like maybe you're pulling a little bit of an Icarus. And well, these were interesting it, cases because the big boys weren't really involved in these recruitments, either of them. And I it has been speculated there was a reason for that, why you didn't see Duke or Carolina or Kansas right. involved with these guys. Um, but Jawan Howard has been in the job for less than a year. He had to go, he, you know, he wasn't building these relationships beforehand. This wasn't a Penny Hardway situation. So, right. uh, you know, he had to go to the guys that he was able to, you know, kind of get in with and it, it didn't work out. In either of those I mean, cases. He shot a shot and he missed, but he also established himself as somebody who's going to take those shots, which, um, you know, I certainly, uh, I don't feel more comfortable knowing that he missed on these ones. I, all it told me was that he's going to keep going after top talent and, you know, he may load up one year. Maybe. And and so um, we've got a Twitter question about this, though. have not been a working solution for national championships. So you've got to have a full team. You've got to have experience in addition to the elite talent. Yeah. Um, With that, I I think we should delay no more uh, because it is... Twitter question time. But before we do that, we do need to say a word about our inexplicably real second real, real sponsor. This is very real. Um, <laughs> want to be clear because people thought we were just ragging on Frasers for a long time. Uh, so, uh, folks, as we've been saying the last couple of weeks, mortgage rates right now are the lowest ever, like ever, ever. And so if you happen to be on the market to buy a home, we want to connect you with a mortgage loan originator that we originator that we really believe in. Our friend Brandon Sands has closed over 10,000 loans in his career and works for the one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country. That's guaranteed rate. Brandon is a sit down and consult with you about what the right options are kind of guy. What I mean by that is he's going to go over your financials, go over your credit, go over what your long-term goals, your short-term goals, and then take that information and provide you with what the right products are for the purchase you're trying to make. Um, And so that conversation, by the by, he is eager and happy and willing to do completely for free, no no catches. Um, Chat with him and see if he can't come up with the right solution for you. And as we've been promising... If you need him to, he'll drink on the job and have that conversation. So if you want to crack a beer, Brandon will Zoom with you, FaceTime, whatever, and uh, and have a beer and talk to you about your options. You can get in touch with him at rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's R-A-T-E dot com backslash 
B-R-A-N-D-E-N-S-A-N-Z. Rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. And with that, Kevin, let's get to our Twitter questions. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to try to do these. We haven't talked this out. This is me and you, nope. Mike Jones, talking shop in front of everyone. I think we go back and forth on these because we have quite a few. And if the other one of us has something interesting to add, we'll do so. If not, we'll move on. So you want to kick us off? Sure. First up is Anthony Garvert, uh, which, Anthony, I continue to apologize if I'm mispronouncing your last name. He first asks, which member of Mel Tucker's coaching staff are you most curious about? Uh, well, it, I think we're all most curious about uh, Jay Johnson, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I mean, this is the highest paid member of the staff. This is an area of concern for the team over the past several <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> years to, uh, to just sort of downplay that. Uh, so Jay Johnson, I think, is what everyone is keeping an eye on, especially when you consider that a lot of these guys are known qualities. So Harlan Barnett's been with the team. Ron Burton's been with the team. You know, we we know Mike Tressel. We know Courtney Hawkins to a degree. So uh, I think everyone is going to be watching Jay Johnson. Uh, Anthony also asks, Mike Jones, Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones? This, I've been, I've been thinking about this question more than most in advance of this. And it's tough. I've read Game of Thrones a couple times. I read Lord of the Rings once. Uh, really enjoyed the movies, certainly enjoyed most of the TV show, but I think I got to tip the cap to the man who finished his books, so I'm going with Lord of the Rings. You got a different answer? No, that's the answer. All right. Um, Kevin, what version of Pokemon is best? Oh, my God. There's so many good ones. So there's, of course, there's red and blue, the originals, of which you would obviously will choose red, and then you'll choose Bulbasaur because no one wants Charmander and... Oh I mean, Squirtle is garbage. Oh my God. But you can also have yellow version. And in that one, Pikachu follows behind you the entire time. And sometimes he surfs, surfing Pikachu. So I'm going to go with Pokemon Red, all-time greatest. Mike Jones, what is your least favorite slash most hated college basketball player of all time? So... I mean, I, I will say Brad Davidson gave himself an entry in earnest this year. Um, I think I'm going J.J. Redick. Has J.J. Uh, Redick kind of redeemed himself, though, or the, you know, intervening no, he, years? No, he is who he is. And can't we can we just take Grayson Allen? Can it be another white Duke guy? Fine, <laughs> uh, but I, I I think I think it's J.J. Redick. I, I'm pretty sure it's J.J. Redick. Um, what would you name Kevin? If if you had a boat, what would you name it? Oh, I've thought about this, but I'm going to steal the Arrested Development joke. The C word, S E A W A R D. The C word. What about you? Uh, the Belama. Oh, so it's like a gnarly old houseboat. Got it. <laughs> yes, uh, Mike Jones, what is the worst purchase you have ever made? Oh man. Um. Oh, I have an answer for this, but um, I'll just say I was engaged before I met my wife, and so, so that, that ring, worst purchase I've ever made. <laughs> uh, and that ring how was about you? 
Not cheap, by the way. Uh, no. Do you have an answer? I live in a hundred-year-old house, so sometimes I think it's probably <laughs> this building that I'm in right now. Uh, Kevin, what one? is yeah? What is your favorite place on MSU's campus? Ooh, this is tough. I think it's the football stadium, right? For some reason, I enjoy a basketball game more, but there's like there's no replacing the football stadium. If it has to be non-sports, I'm gonna go with. Um, maybe that little, uh, fountain that there's probably a name for and people know what it is behind the student services building over by the benefactors plaza. That's just a nice little area. And we took wedding photos over there. Uh, what about you? Um, well, obviously the Panda Express, uh, ranks high in the international center. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's still there. I, I would, I would also say the football stadium um, I, generally anything from like the football stadium over to South complex, just because that's kind of where did a lot of hanging out pre football games. Um, yeah. this is going to be a, uh, a pretty cliche answer, but if I had to pick somewhere that's not, um, athletics related, I would say the botanical gardens. Yeah. There's also the gardens at service road and Bogue street. Um, it's called like the Arboretum or something. Those gardens mm-hmm. down there are fantastic. Uh, and no one really knows about them. They're just on the other side of the tracks from the children's garden. And there are a lot of great gardens at MSU. Um, next up, uh, final question from Anthony Garvert. Uh, what state would you travel to in a heartbeat? And what state would you cut from the U.S. in a heartbeat? Um, so... Uh, in a heartbeat, I would travel to California, originally from there, and I think Northern California is just the best. Um, cut from the U.S. currently, Georgia, because <laughs> they may ruin football. So uh, that's my answer. Um, Do you want to elaborate on that before? Well, if anyone missed it, Georgia is planning on opening up next week. Um, stuff like gyms, hair salons, retail shops, you know, Places of congregation, close proximity, good times. Uh, And so, uh, you know, just, guys, I want to have football so bad. I just, listen to the doctors, please. Uh, Let's move to to CT and TC. All right, this is going <laughs> to... All right, uh, he asks, how often do you ga- engage in cognitive dissonance? And unrelated, how would you respond if your football coach was just endorsed by a known bigot and the absolute worst congressman in the country? Um, do you want to provide the context for this? Yeah, so uh, I think what CTNTC is referring to here is Congressman, what's his name from Iowa? Steve King. Steve King was impressed by the... Uh, statements that were made by uh, MS, by U of M football coach uh, Jim Harbaugh last week as it relates to abortion. Uh, and Steve King has a bit of a history. He's not well-liked in certain groups. So uh, to your and, question. And, and just to be clear, Steve King said, um, to the, uh, paraphrasing, despite never beating Ohio State, Jim Harbaugh wins on the values he imparts to his young people. He may not win on the field, but in the championship of life. Did he seriously anyway. say he may not win on the field? 
Uh, he said he may not win national championships. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Rough. <laughs> just like the In worst possible outcome. <laughs> just twisted the knife. <laughs> God. Oh, man. I think that's like and one of the all-time worst things. I didn't. I think I saw the statement. I don't think I read it that closely, but man. And Steve King is a known racist, so there's there's that too. Um, that's the worst. So anyway, Kevin, your answer. Uh, I've never engaged in cognitive dissonance in my life, um, but that would be really difficult for me to grapple with. Uh, Steve King has nothing to do with your sports program, CT. I'm going to let you off the hook. Um, just keep telling yourself that over and over <laughs> again. CT and TC, anything you want to add to that? Oh, just it's a weird warrior to have on your side. That's all I'll say. Uh, Uh, CT and TC asks, at what precise moment do you think we entered the worst timeline? Um, I mean, (sighs) we've tried to be an apolitical podcast. Yeah, I know. And, and uh, I'll just say there was a decision. This was, there was a decision about email servers and that really, and then, because then there was the editorial decision about what to publish, and then this whole election thing happened, and then, and now we are where we are, and we don't have sports, and so, uh, I, I, I don't know, uh, I don't know, man. Two things, one, Dan Harmon, this is your fault for even inventing this concept, uh, and two, uh, our whole life seems to be just 2016, year one, 2016, year two, 2016, year three, 2016, year four. It happened in 2016 at some point. I can't pinpoint it, but we all know that it happened at some point in 2016. We're just having septuagenarians be in power. I I mean, anyway. (laughs) Great news. That's going to continue. Final question from CT and TC. What's one country that you've never been to that you'd most like to visit? This is actually for you. You go first. Mm. Uh, most of my travel has been east. I need to go west at some point. Um, so like uh, Thailand or Vietnam or something to that effect. Um, what do you think? What do you got? Um, so I have not done much international travel. And so the place that maybe is the least um, cliched that I would like to visit is Hungary. Oh, okay. So, That's great. Yeah. I, it, to that end, Austria is on my list. I want to go to Vienna at some point. Um, mm. So Sounds cool. lovely. Let's go Eastern Bloc at some point when all this yeah. blows over and we can actually go somewhere. Uh, fantastic questions, is, CT. Yeah, great questions, CT. Um, and self-aware ones, which that'll get you points. Uh, Jerbear is up first <laughs> and sorry buddy uh these are these are mostly directed at you i have a lot of questions first how dare you follow up where do you get off besides greg's mom's house that's weird the, the question is for me and then that uh well well you know. he's, he's he's mad because uh he doesn't feel like he was given enough credit for asking questions with a brand newborn that's true he was, he was upset with how you ranked him and I, I think you need to answer for your crimes. Yeah. Okay. So in fairness, we go back and forth. 
I don't know what it's like having a newborn in the house. I assume that you can just ignore it. And as long <laughs> as it doesn't need to be fed, I mean, it cries a little or whatever. Uh, I don't know what this is like. I don't know how much extra credit I should have given you for that. Uh, so I gave you maybe less than necessary. Someday, if I ever spawn, I will re-rank last week with that lived experience and I'll let you know what the new <laughs> weekly rankings were. Sure, 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 sure. Second question from Jer Bear. Have you watched any old MSU games during lockdown? Which ones? Greg isn't allowed to answer as he was only on the bubble for Jer Bear wanting to hear his answer. <laughs> um, Jer, I will be candid. I have not watched any full games. I've certainly watched a ton of clips. And those clips have, generally speaking, made me be sad. And so watching whole games over again... I just, I don't know that I've got the energy for it. Um, maybe if we keep going down this timeline, um, I'll pop one in. Maybe we'll pop one in and talk about it. Probably not, though. Um, <laughs> all right, next up from Jerbear. Is having an American Nazi say you are the champion of life while also bringing up that you never beat your out-of-state rival a good day or a bad day? Asking for an enemy. <laughs> Excellent question. Steve King. <laughs> and one that you we already covered it with ct but you will get full credit because you can't determine what order we answered question in so uh fantastic question jer amazing job uh i'm sure that jonesy will will keep this in mind as he does his rankings this week uh sure. final question from jer bear uh just how long <laughs> pardon me just how low would coach rank greg how did Greg even check his Twitter while being a non-father? And then uh, something yeah, uh, unclear whether he means... Uh, oh, okay. So that's the question. Yeah, uh, it was unclear from this uh, whether he meant an MSU coach or Taylor Anderson, whose handle is Some Call Me Coach. Um, but I'll just say that, um, you know, Greg coming in at 6'4", uh, does put himself in the conversation height-wise for what Coach Tucker is interested in. However, being, Greg being 120 pounds makes him pretty low on the star rankings. That's a slight exaggeration. I'm at least <laughs> 135 pounds. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, speaking of Taylor Anderson, Taylor Anderson is up next. Uh, he first asks, if there is football this fall... What are your realistic expectations for our first season under Coach Tucker? Well, I don't think those have changed even under, under the circumstances, right? So we're adjusting the expectations for the recruiting class because there are severe limitations placed on Coach Tucker. Uh, I know that we're losing out on some of the practice time, so maybe you adjust down a game because schemes and other changes won't be able to be implemented. Uh, I think it remains six wins, five, six, seven win range. I think that's what we both sort of expect given the the schedule, yeah, Jonesy. I think the odds opened at four and a half. Okay, that's not a good sign. <laughs> but uh, yeah, somewhere in there, five, six. Let's get to a bowl game, Mel. Second yeah. up from Taylor Anderson. 
Mike Jones, do you have a favorite position on the football field you watch during the game or you just watch the ball? Um, so I, it, it depends on the down. Um, so, you know, if it's a passing down, my eyes may sort of track receivers. Um, but generally speaking, I'm going to start looking at the line and seeing how and where they push to, um, obviously do a quick check on whether it's a handoff though. You can sometimes tell from what the line is doing and then, um, uh, move upfield. Um, but, uh, and, and on defense, I tend to, I tend to watch the defensive line, sometimes the linebackers, um, again, depending on the down. So it's always the line. You, you watch yeah. the line. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, next up from Taylor, if there is a football season, uh, who do you think lines up under center for the first game of the year? Oh, Good question. No. Oh, no. And one I'm not prepared for. Do you have someone for this? Yeah, I think um, I think Allen's going to line up under center. Uh, it, it seems to me as much promise as I think it's J.D. Duplain who took snaps there. Um, as much promise as there may be, particularly with potentially an abridged uh, practice schedule, you're going to defer to experience. Um, I know that would be my instinct, and I I can't imagine that that their instinct is that different. And and he was was fine. He was good at center. I mean, it was was fine. So there you go. Um, Next question. Uh, He says, I don't know if this has been asked before. I feel it may have been, but who cares? Who wins in a cage match, Jonesy or Grek? We have discussed, and we both agree, I would obviously win. I'm rangy. I'm rangy. Uh, in a cage, I give it to you. That's no right. cage, I give it to me. What? Why? Because you're enterprising? Like, you're going to, like, figure something out? You're going you're gonna to go, like, grab a chair? Is that what it is? Yeah. You're gonna do, I mean, dirty? Or, you know, faster, uh, you know, I can, faster, I, by the way, I can crawl under those legs. Oh, just your, your little twigs, uh, or, you know, branches will get tired from galloping around. Um, <laughs> Last question from Taylor Anderson. What do you like more victory for MSU or MSU shadows? There's one right answer. Uh, well, so we answered we this, did this last, last week. week, um, and, uh, Taylor went back and listened and found out that, uh, I was very clear in that I think MSU Shadows is garbage. Um, and All I right. doubled down on that. We need to stop. We need to stop. All right. Next up, Dom. Dom came back. Dom, with the wet blanket yeah i mean dom was one of the originals can we just for a moment appreciate dom because mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. he came in early he gave us a shot of confidence when we were just a little fledgling podcast out there in the world just trying to make it and he said you guys are doing okay now i'm gonna mm-hmm. ask you some questions that will wrench your soul in two and this week no different dom's wet blanket asks <laughs> You can guarantee Tucker wins a football natty in the next five years, but Tom Izzo never wins a Big Ten title season or tourney ever again. Do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the answer is yes. I think Tom Izzo would also take this. (laughs) And I think Tom Izzo knows that all he needs to do is make the tournament. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. We hang banners for a variety of things in basketball. And so I'm taking the football natty hands down. MSU basketball went like five or six years in the early 2010s without a Big Ten championship. And people didn't even realize it, I don't think. So didn't didn't care. It's possible. I mean, it's nice to be back to back to back, but like I'm good. Yep. I'll take a natty in both which would work under these circumstances. Yes. <laughs> First question from Brandon List, who asks, how much do you think Mel Tucker can bench press? Does he beat Izzo in the presidential fitness test? Uh, um, I'm putting Mel, if he's maxing out at two is 85. Uh, and I yes. Bet- Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, obviously, Mel Tucker outbenches uh, Izzo. I bet Izzo in the UP, little Tommy, was one of those guys that could lock in on the chin, like, hold, where you just, like, get up on the chin bar and you just, like, hold yourself there for, like, four minutes. I bet he could mm-hmm. totally do that back in... That uh, makes sense to me. Back in the UP. Second question from Brandon List. During these challenging times of pandemic and hoarding, what are your visions on Soylent? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Have you on ever had? Have you ever had Soylent, Kevin? Yes, yes, I have. Yes. Uh, what were your thoughts on Soylent? I've had Soylent. Mm. I thought Soylent was fine. Um, Soylent didn't fill me up enough. The uninitiated Soylent is a is a uh, meal replacement drink. It comes in a powder. You put it in with water and you shake it up. And, you can also uh, have it as a drink form, just a drink form. Exactly. Sell them in bottles. You, just direct to consumer in bottles with, uh, I think there are three different flavors. Um, oh, friend, we got things to talk about. Are there more there are ones? Now? Oh, yeah. You can get like breakfast soylent, which has some caffeine and like L-arginine or something like in it to, uh, to make you uh, a little snappier. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, yeah, obviously the vanilla, the chocolate, the strawberry, uh, there's like a vo- mocha, a vanilla, a cafe vanilla, a caramel version. It's great. So a few things with Soylent. One, <clears throat> uh, they don't fill you up enough. Two, Mm-mm. they make you farty big time for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And three, the initial vision of Soylent that it was supposed to be this very economical meal replacement was never realized. It's actually kind of expensive on a per meal basis if you break it down. So yep. I don't have Soylent in the house anymore, but there were times where i had soylent because i was Ooh. working from home and i wanted an easy lunch um but it's not here. i think anderson cooper has like replaced most of his meals with soylent so that is maybe true tells you something yeah, yeah yeah he's like he is a, a a full like initial member of the church of silentology soylent yeah um that's hilarious and he's a gold silver fox so yeah uh next up from brandon list Vision for MSC circa 1906, what's your take? Includes a map. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) this tweet may be single-handedly worse than that whole week (laughs) where it was just garbage. Am I wrong? So what is this? I'm supposed to... What is this Describe a map for our listeners. He he tweeted a picture of a map for what MSU... or I'm sorry, Michigan State College was supposed to look like back in 1906... And then asked for our take on the picture. So on the picture, what 
the listening audience needs to know about Brandon List is that he is a licensed landscape architect. Uh, so he uh, delights in this kind of stuff. I don't have a strong opinion on MSC circa 1906. That's before the, the Beaumont Tower was even built. That's when, that's when like buildings were getting put up and burned down every year, it seemed like. There are like 14 buildings on campus that have been burned down. Uh, I think Olds Hall, like there were two Olds Halls before the current Olds Hall or something <laughs> like that. Um, so uh, it seems like they weren't doing a great job in 1906. Um, they just had the folks from, um, uh, what's that Chevy dealership? I just had the name in my head. Oh, Sundance. Yes, yeah, Sundance. The, Sundance just, ruled everything. <laughs> legacy the dude from sundance is a highlander and he's been in mid-michigan for hundreds of years burning stuff down uh next question from brandon list do you remember don cheney he was creepy uh strong disagree uh don cheney uh head coach i believe uh for the temple owls um good coach longtime coach basketball right he- yeah, he he looked yeah. like the mascot name. I mean, he had I'll the eyes of an owl, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and was a really good at basketball coach. Uh, did not creep me out, but if there are facts I'm unaware of, don't at me. Um, <laughs> I I prefer to remain blissfully ignorant of that. <laughs> uh, last question from Brandon List: Virtual beer pong league. What's the holdup? Let's go. Let's do it. So how do we set this up? Do we have teams? Do we have, we have to have multiple camera angles. Is it the honor system? Like you remove cups? Like what, what's the trick? How do we do this? Well, obviously you got to have a camera facing your opponent's table. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, and then maybe you need, maybe you need a second camera facing everybody from the sort of side i don't i don't know we got to think this through but, but it's like definitely it. a logistic a logistical hold up yeah but we've got time because unlike georgia michigan's gonna continue to be the lockdown for a little bit so we'll figure something out uh great questions brandon list appreciate except for that. that one uh yeah except for the one with the map that we didn't include <laughs> in our outline next up from vodka soda 19 who mike jones who is your favorite sister well, obviously, it's my sister Petra. I have no others, so she wins by default. There you go. Uh, but also a good sister. Kevin, you got you got more nuance to your answer? Uh, no, I also have one sister. So she's equal parts favorite and least favorite simultaneously. <laughs> um, Kevin, what is your favorite food item at Fraser's Pub? Uh, it's got to be the burger, right? Like, I don't know which one, but Fraser's burgers are fantastic. So that's what I'm going with. I know that's like simple, just like pub food. And they probably would prefer because Fraser's has like elevated the menu over the last five, six years. So they probably prefer that I choose something like a Michigan salad or something like that. But what do you what what is your answer to this question from our Um, sponsor, our cherished sponsor, Fraser's Pub? So I would say appetizers. The Southwestern egg rolls are pretty fantastic. Mm. Um, in terms of burgers, I am a big fan of the Southwest, which is a half-pound burger with Cajun seasoning, pepper jack cheese, sautéed onions, uh, and some Southwest sauce. 
Boom. It's great. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. (sighs) I could go for some Frasers, actually. Um, Next question. For a million bucks, who would you rather hang out with? An obnoxious Michigan fan in Ann Arbor while Michigan is winning at either football or basketball, or a stay-at-home order Capital Steps protester who is in tactical gear because they need to be? Uh, The answer to this is simple, and it's the first one, because (laughs) I've voluntarily done that in the past, and it was a mistake, (laughs) but I would do it again for a million bucks, and I think I'd probably also go stand next to a Capital Steps protester for a million bucks, and I'd just hate every moment of it (laughs) i mean it yeah the sentiment in some ways is quite the same yeah you hate every moment of it but i have i i guess i would rather go watch msu play at michigan than doesn't say they were winning at the end of the game um next up from vodka soda 19 it, uh, wasn't there an example of that in 2015 that's escaping me? All right, anyway. Whoa! Uh, Mike <laughs> Jones, your favorite famous non-athlete MSU alumni? Um, uh, Sam Raimi. Oh, he is uh, apparently directing the new Doctor Strange flick. He's back in the Marvel Ooh. saddle. I thought, Ooh. you know, because this is your political cheat day, maybe you'd go with that woman from Michigan. Uh, is that yours? Uh, sure. Why not? All right. Yeah, that woman from Michigan. I met her. She's nice. Uh, <laughs> um, do you think? All right, this is a good one. Uh, Petra asks, uh, do you think adding uh, every time Greg says either indeed or agreed to uh, to your drinking game would be the straw that breaks the camel's back? AKA all your listeners, we get blackout drunk. We might be about to get in a fight. Uh, whenever I see indeed, whenever I say indeed or agreed, it means I don't want to add anything to this and extend the runtime of the podcast further. So Jonesy has usually just talked for a little bit and I'm ready oh, to yeah. move on to the next topic. So I say indeed or agreed. And that's that. Yeah. Uh, I've always assumed that it's you have tuned me out and want to move on. So <laughs> I, I'm well aware of how little you cared about what I was saying when you say that. Um, <laughs> last question. I'm going to I'm going to send this one to you because you are in EL. Oh, yeah. She says, I am taking a scenic trip to East Lansing. She's not really. This is post-quarantine but what food items from which places must i try well the answer is uh, i think you got to go one bougie here one bougie okay yeah one bougie one you know so the answer is first off one food item that would be a con wrap i mean the menas slash conrad's con wrap that is if there was a signature dish in east lansing that would be it am i wrong it did so you get to fill me in is that what happened to menas okay so there was a schism in menas mena the mena guy and the conrad guy were together in menas mena guy really wanted to get into like breaking off and doing uh what's it called when restaurants have their like little system franchise franchising he really wanted to get into franchising conrad of conrad's was like nah dude i'm all about the raps so he opened up competing Conrad's <laughs> Corner, and then over time, Conrad's just took over East Lansing. There was a time when there were two Menas and three Conrad's, and you could get essentially the same food at five different places. 
Um, now it's all Conrad's. That is the signature dish. You got to do that. If it's a do they still boozy, call it a dub? Uh, it's a con wrap now. Oh, okay. If it's a boozy article, I'm gonna boozy. go with a uh, boozy. I'm doing boozy first. Shark bowl. Why not? Let's go shark bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are the proprietor. And then if it's gonna be boozy, uh, I don't know. Go down Hagedorn Way. Um, or go to Red Hawk. What is it? I never even go to that restaurant. What's the? How about Great Harvest or Gold? Is it Golden Harvest? Golden Harvest, the breakfast yeah, place. Golden Harvest. If you're up for breakfast, um, Golden Harvest has legit sausage. Wow, you don't say. No, the sausage patties are amazing. Red Haven Farm to Table. That's that's the bougiest. That's as bougie as it gets. Uh, so just do that. Um, so that's that. Uh, next time you're in East Lansing, let me know. Vodka soda. We'll show you around. Uh, next up from Go MSU Butt Boy 69. First question. <laughs> why is the Upper Deck Jerk Guy not banned from your podcast? Well, uh, we love the Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, and in. Our eternal war with Couch and the Rube to just steal everything from them, he was an essential conquest and has been a longtime listener and one that we are thankful for, even if he has some demands from time to time. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we missed him last week, and him not being here last week threw this Power Rankings game wide open. It was great. Um I'll ask you this question. Mike Jones, uh, do you actually like pecans? And if yet, which form do you prefer to eat them in the most? So I do actually like pecans. They are wonderful as part of a pie. Mm -hmm. But I would say maybe my favorite is um, you can find them that are, they're like candied, but with a spice to them, like a little cayenne. Fantastic. Really fantastic. It's that sweet and spicy. Can't go wrong. Do you like pecans, Kevin? I think they're fine. I think they're <laughs> fine. Most mediocre endorsement ever. Uh, n- next question is from Spartan Dog ninety seven. What is Train's best song, and why is it Meet Virginia? <laughs> That's fine. There was a time at the Riv where uh, Hey Soul Sister was on, and I looked over, and it, one of my friends was so intoxicated and dancing to herself just like in her own head super into hey soul sister and i'll never forget that moment because it was one of the most pathetic things i've ever seen <laughs> nate c asks uh thanks spartan dog 97 for your one question this week being a train <laughs> question uh nate c do you think any of msu's new football recruits have an immediate impact next season if Hold indeed on. there is football we're going to get to that in a second, but you have to admit that Spartan Dog 97's question was better than B-List's Who Let the Dogs Out. Yeah. I mean, that's or, a, or, that was an all-time low. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. You're not going to live that one down. Um, anyway, Nate C., um, I don't think any of the football recruits we know about right now will have an immediate p- impact upon next season, if indeed there is a next season. Um, the... The fact of the matter is, it's not clear whether they're going when or if they'll get on campus. If 
you know, if there's a resurgence of, of coronavirus, then that throws spring into the loop again. Uh, and look, most players don't hit the field um, their freshman season. They need to bulk up. They need to learn a playbook. It, it, it takes time. Um, and the instances where you see it, it tends to be at um, at positions that are either uh, unique sp- skill positions, which I don't think we have anyone who's going to break the rotation on. There's no one at, at wide receiver that screams to me they'll break the top four or five. Um, I mean, they may get some snaps, but uh, there's no one there. Running back is way too flush right now. So if anyone, it's maybe Jordan Simmons, who is mostly a D'Antonio recruit. Um, and we just, the, the 2021 folks, we just don't know enough about. So that'd be Agreed. my answer. <sighs> Kevin. Oh my God. Drink everyone. It, we're mostly drinking to Kevin being an asshole. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, we need to do your one minute of hate somewhere here. Uh, uh, I got more about ma- maybe before Raymond. We'll get to, uh, in be- before Raymond Chains. We'll do it. Um, which coach Tucker recruit do you think will have the largest impact while at MSU throughout their whole career? Kevin, you're big into the kids. Let me know what you think. Yeah, so this is tough because there are only six recruits so far. Um, I-, I think none of the recruits that are currently in the in the roster uh will satisfy that um i think that's fair that's not taking away from any of those guys who really appreciate them supporting the program as it's trying to get off the ground you know it's going to be the quarterbacks that he recruits it's going to be you know some of the other you know positions the general overall value uh i i don't think we've seen it yet um who the biggest highest impact recruits are going to be um but you know Mel's obviously working hard on the recruiting trail and uh, we give him credit for it. So we're looking forward to what he, uh, what he's going to do there. Next up from Nate C, which MSU sports history book is your favorite? Well, Nate C, I have some bad news for you. I've never read one, <laughs> so I don't have an answer. Yeah. They're uh, the kept- two Spartan seasons, right? The, um, and I have uh, the year that March went mad. It's not explicitly an MSU uh, history book, sports history book, but it is about the 1979 season by uh, Davis, or not Reese Davis, but uh, what's his name? Great. Everyone drink. Really good. Uh, Seth Davis. Yeah, Seth Davis. Um all about Magic and Bird. It's really interesting. There's a lot in there that I had never heard before. So uh, I recommend it. It's on my shelf right over there. I couldn't read the byline, but uh, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, next cool. up from Nate C. If you were cremated, where would you want your ashes spread? Well, assuming this is a sort of immediate question, um, I want my ashes poured straight into the mouth of Tom Izzo to give him power. I assume he he will feed upon me to, to give him power. Um, so you want Tom Izzo to be even shorter somehow? <laughs> oh, 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 man, I want to say for the record, from pre-recording to now, you've been a real asshole today. Um, <laughs> the uh, if 
they can be safely. The problem with spreading ashes is that the places that I would want them spread, I think, is not uh, environmentally responsible to do so. But no, there are some very pretty places in California that come to mind. <laughs> uh, you got you got some thoughts on this? Uh, no, I, my plan is to be taxidermied. So <laughs> I, I'm going to have a weekend at Bernie's situation. Um, next up the, from Nate C. Will the Juwan things Howard? I'll do to you. What's that? The things I'll do to you. Mm, don't tease me. Uh, will Juwan Howard ever get a five star recruit? So I actually think this is an interesting question um, because we're approaching the time when the one and done rule is likely to be over, and assuming that happens. Do high school prospects who are pretty well understood to be going pro still warrant a five-star ranking, or are they neglected in some way? I haven't been interested in recruiting, and I'm still only tangentially interested in it, to to know or care what the pre-one-and-done rule era was like. Um, yeah. But so— even if those kids, if all those kids are five stars, then uh, it seems even more unlikely that Juwan Howard lands one because they're going to go pro. Um, but, you know, uh, he he's he's shooting for them. So I don't I'm not going to say it's out of the, the realm of possibility. I just I, I think Izzo, and to a degree, um, to a, a lesser degree, Coach K have shown that. Uh, the real meat of a team is recruiting those those high four stars who are three four year kind of guys. Um, so if Juwan is putting all of his eggs in the five star basket, as we talked about earlier, I I just don't know that that's a recipe for success in the long term. You got a different thought? Yeah, I'll be interested to see. I, I think even in the pre one and done era, the straight to high school era, it was still relatively uncommon for high school athletes to go directly to the league. Certainly it happened, but I don't think there were 20 a year or however many there are five stars. What we didn't have at that time was a built out, you know, Euro basketball infrastructure in the same way or a G league that is apparently spending a little bit more (laughs) than it used to, um, which is going to be an interesting dynamic. We didn't talk about this, but some of these guys are going to get paid right out of high school, like five or six times more than other guys on the team that, are 26, 27 year old men. So it's going to be interesting what that dynamic is going to look like if it even matters. It's the G league, but, uh, we'll see. I, I'm inclined. To, I agree that Juwan's going to get a five-star recruit one to, yeah, at some point. Um, the next question is for you. So I'm going to grab it. Uh, Nate C asks, so temple, what other schools have you attended and why weren't they as good as MSU? Well, uh, I can go through my high school and middle school, uh, but those are, I attended Michigan State and I attended Temple, um, and I guess for one summer during law school, I lived in a GW dorm, so I don't know if that counts, but there you um, go. Uh, look, I, I will not say bad things about Temple. I really enjoyed my time there. I had a wonderful education. Love the city of Philadelphia, and Temple has done some great things with their campus. But <laughs> let's be honest, it's not Michigan State. It, it, Michigan State's the best. So, um, And you won't convince me there's a better institution. 
next up, if we don't end up having football, that feels like a clause that <laughs> that most of the questions are starting with. If we don't end up having football this year, uh, would that help or hurt Coach Tucker's first season, presuming we get to do spring practice next year and everyone gets an additional year of eligibility? Um, I think hurt, right? You want to get going. You want to get some momentum. You, you don't want to be... You, you want some results. You want game film to point at. Maybe not, though. If it's going to be a rough season, maybe it hurt, helps him long-term, you know? Uh, you can keep selling hope <laughs> longer. So yeah. I I could see it going either way. And in fact, now that I've talked it out, I'm going to go beneficial because uh, he can still be the new guy in the block. He can promise a lot of stuff. He can sell a lot of hope. Uh, I'm going to say it'll be beneficial actually for him long-term if there isn't football in the fall. What do you think? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that becomes a massive team if everyone's scholarships get extended. You know, is there just a recruiting class that doesn't happen? Is it a a small recruiting class? I mean, that's, it's a tough question from a purely wins and losses. Now you're, you're missing out on a season that, was in theory the hardest schedule in the country next year, or at least a top five hardest schedule. So you're already getting some gimme. You're, you're getting a lighter schedule, presumably, but you're also taking Michigan and, and Ohio State on the road. I, I don't know. I, I I think it's an. I think Coach Tucker would prefer to be playing this year, and if he wants to be playing this year. It, I want to play this year. Like, I, I don't think we should look for a way out of what this year is because coach Tucker knew what he was taking when he took this job and is going to know how to recruit through what is inevitably going to be some ups and downs this year. So I'm on the, um, let's just play. I, I, let's, you can, you can narrate off of playing, okay. right? You, you can, yeah, I know you're just agreeing, but like you can show things on the field and get people engaged. And even if you have five wins, you can say, look what I'm doing with the slot receiver. You know, here's my vision for you. Here, here's how I'm going to see you in the system. Here's how you make this team a playoff contender. That That's my take. So um, last question from Nate C. Do you think the ESPN docuseries on MJ will convince fuzzy-cheeked little millennials who don't think MJ is the goat to take off their LeBron jammies long enough to watch and learn. <laughs> Did you watch the docuseries? I haven't. I've been saving it. I, I don't think it's all available yet, right? So I don't think so. I need a, I need it, Benji. I can't just like do this week by week like we used to do growing up. Um, I'm the same way. This is going to be something that I watch in like two or three months. Uh, in a weekend when my wife is gone or something like that. But uh, get to the heart of it. Who's the goat? I mean, it's still Jordan, right? It's Jordan until proven otherwise. Isn't that yeah, true? Yeah, it, it was it, Wojo um, from uh, the Detroit News tweeted out something about millennials learning that, that Jordan is the greatest, and I was more pissed at Wojo's comment that it's millennials who needed the lesson I'm, I am tired of our generation being a stand-in for 20-year-olds um, because you, when you and I were growing up, like when our, our coming-of-age sort of experience with sports was happening, yeah, MJ, was, MJ was it. 
when when Space Jam was made, it was made for us. Right. We were the right. target demographic of Space Jam. So because uh, I, don't I don't know, know if you it's just I, lazy. It's just lazy garbage. Um although I will I will say I am uh I do appreciate the argument that there is a mantle that comes with the amount of notoriety that you get as being the best player in the NBA. And of course, LeBron has been the best player in the NBA for a while or was for a certain period. We'll go back and we'll determine that. And LeBron handled it way better than Jordan did. So Jordan got lucky with a shoe deal and he was a jerk. I mean, by all accounts. Whereas, you know, LeBron's got this whole thing that he's trying to do. He's giving back to the community. He did make a bit of a mistake with the taking my talents business. Who cares? But he, is, he has worn the crown very well for a long period of time as being the highest notoriety single athlete in the United States. So, for sure. So uh, great questions there, Nate C. Next up, Sawyer Like Tom asks, oh my God, what is all this? Is the hype around the new recruits coupled with the general excitement about Coach Tucker going to get people's hopes too high about this coming season? Which Raymond Chain chimes in. Every bit of sports news these days leads to a massive assumption. It's based on. It's based on. Based on massive assumption. So Sawyer, like Tom, clarified true. I think that's the true gist of the questions or how our situation is changing. Reporting, social media interaction, ultimately expectations. And then you have a you have a lot to say about this, apparently. Well, no, it's it's not particularly much, and it's something we touched on a little bit earlier, which is, um, I I don't think anyone's hope should get too high based upon the recruits and the excitement about Tucker. We we've covered many times on this podcast, and would like to reiterate. And Kevin, you said it moments ago: the expectations should stay should stay the same. If anything, shave them down slightly because the lack of spring ball, but. Six seasons being the median for what we, I'm sorry, yes, thank you. Six wins being the median for what we would expect. Um, and it, the recruits that are coming in, while exciting, you know, some sort of mid to high end three stars, you know, who knows how their senior seasons go and they may get bumped up. But it's unlikely any of these guys find their way onto the field the first year, even if we had football. Right now, they don't have the workout, like, if this comes back next season, they're not going to have the workout facilities. Um, they're not going to have the sort of nutritional supplementation um, that would come with being on campus to help them bulk up. They're not going to have practices um, that would typically make them a viable player after a year of doing all of those things. Um, so, you know, a lot of times when a new coach comes in, you say, look at year three. Well, with Tucker being hired as late into the the cycle as he was, I think, I don't want to speak for you, Kevin, but I think a year four was a more appropriate expectation for when to Mm -hmm. view Tucker. So the athletic department has acknowledged this in effect by giving him with a longer six year deal contract. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I think even that fourth year, potentially you're looking at with a slight grain of salt, not completely, but like. Year four is when, if it's not shaping in the right direction, all right, you know, uh, you get one more kind of a thing. But, like, year three is not hot hot seat year, in my mind, between the late start 
and a pandemic, uh, you know, it, it just is what it is. So those were my thoughts. Uh, don't get your hopes up, but just appreciate that he's fire on social media. Speaking of which, new graphics coming out of the, the department that are amazing. Um, anyway, next question from Sawyer Like Tom. Assuming we have football this fall, what game would you most want to see in Spartan Stadium, excluding the Michigan game? I mean, I love an out-of-conference game against a big-time opponent. And the U is coming to Spartan Stadium in late September on paper. Yeah. So that is the yeah. one. I mean, Ohio State's also coming, and that's always exciting. Uh, and that's like the program that the Big Ten measures itself against. But the U is coming to town. So that's my choice. Uh, away from Spartan Stadium, BYU game, that's very interesting. And maybe one that I told a coworker that I would be willing to go to earlier this week, even though I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> and then, yeah. of course, the battle for the old brass platoon in, in Bloomington. I mean, you got to go see that. That's must see. So the little gold jug. Yep. Uh, <laughs> old brass platoon fight against the U Paul Bunyan BYU game. There's a lot to be excited about in this year's uh, schedule, which may not happen. What do you think? Yeah, I think the I think the U is the right instincts because there's not going to be so much travel to the game from the U that it's going to be packed with Spartans, and it's a high profile enough game that it, it'll it would be exciting. I would I would love to be at that game, but uh, for me, Minnesota homecoming, um, that'd be great. So with that, next question, Kevin, have you ever cried over a sports moment? And follow up, have you had more sad or happy tears moments? I don't think I have. Have you? Yeah. Uh, I I cried about uh, No March Madness this year. I was I was legitimately sad for the players. Yeah. Um, and I can't be certain, but if I recall correctly, I may have been a little bit emotional when Alabama beat the shit out of us in the playoff games. <laughs> uh, but I don't I mean, think that was I New cried. Year's Eve. So you were already inebriated. So that like, yeah, the, amplifies. I, I think, yeah. Um, I, if I'm, if I'm thinking back, I, I, if, if I did another time, it was that, but I, I think for me, the one time that I can be certain of, um, was just when March Madness got canceled. I've, I've never had happy tears of joy. That's, I mean, I guess unless you count watching clips of this past basketball season and being sad all over again, but happy for them at the same time. Anyway, we can move on. Um, Next question from Sawyer Like Tom. Which one of you actually runs this Twitter account? Sawyer Like Tom, great question. Uh, This is an account we both have access to and that you don't know gives us great joy. Next question. (laughs) Okay. Next question from Sawyer Like Tom. Not a question, but still wanting a rubric and success criteria for the power rankings. I want to know that I earned my spot fair and square. Uh, okay. <laughs> do you do you, do you want me to just go on this? Yeah, I think most people are clamoring for you. Oh, the people they clamor for me. Okay, so it's relatively subjective. Uh, I think Jonesy and I have determined that both that quality, but quality without like concerning too much about quantity is what we're looking for if a question really makes you think or is funny or is well supported with 
graphics and tests, text and other things. Um, if it's a reference, if, an, if it's an esoteric reference to previous episodes, that gets you bonus points. Uh, it's overall quality that we're looking for. Um, then from week to week, Jonesy and I were actually just looking at the math because there's a whole spreadsheet now for all of you. Uh, from week to week, your current week ranking is 50% of your power ranking and your previous week's ranking is in effect 25% of your power ranking. And then the rest of your body of work from the month, however long that has been, is 25% of your power ranking. So it's heavily weighted towards the end of the month and it's heavily weighted towards this week and next week. So I hope that's explanation enough. It's also important that you tailor your questions to whomever is deciding that week. This week, it's Mike Jones. Next week, it's your boy, Kevin Greck. So keep that in mind. And and Greck will probably do two weeks in a row. So as Jerbear complained about, um, Greck will not always have the final say at the end of the month. Yes, thank you, So, uh, And then I, I would want to give a shout out to highlight the importance of quality over quantity. CTNTC has been floating, generally speaking, right outside of the top three. And dude asks three to four questions. So, and they're usually funny, they're usually self-referential or slightly aggressive in a way that we appreciate. And so um, that is an instance where his quality carries him quite a long way. So uh, he's not broken because there is a quantity value to it, right? I mean, that's that's kind of my reference point. Would you agree, Kevin? Agree. And yeah. we might be moving Agreed. towards a uh, – we might be moving towards a system where we curate your questions because we're getting to the point where there's a lot of them. Yes. Um, next question is uh, you're on campus. Where do you have to stop and take a picture? Stop and take a picture. I mean, Spartan Stadium is the obvious answer. Um, so you don't think it's Sparty? Spartan Statue is the obvious Oh, I thought answer. you said stadium. I thought you said stadium. Sorry. Pardon me. Uh, I meant to say Spartan Statue is the obvious answer. From there, I'm going to choose... Um, let's go with... Uh, I don't know. Go to your dorm. Whatever dorm you lived in freshman year. That's where you go. It's the it's different for everyone, but the I'd say right inside, answer is uh, Bailey Hall. Go ahead. Inside Tom Izzo's office. Mm, yeah. um, next question: Is there an acceptable level of Schadenfreude regarding the fate of people who blatantly disregard physical distancing measures? I think this is a great question. The problem is, so we can all delight in idiots getting their just desserts. The problem is in the meantime, they've gone home, they've infected yep. people in their community, they've perpetuated this issue that we're all having, they've put um, you know, care workers at risk, they've put essential workers at risk. It's easy to just look at them in a bubble and think, you guys are idiots and what happens to you happens to you and it's fine. The problem is none of us operate independently. We're all in this together. And these people on their way home, they had to gas up. So they had to go into a gas station. They probably bought some scratchers. Or now I'm getting into uh, stereotypes, some smokes. Um, <laughs> so the 
I think we just have to be my, I was enraged at first. Now I'm just sad about this whole thing, especially as we get to know these groups more and there's evidence of astroturfing and that, you know, certain groups, special interest groups seem to be coordinating all of these, what are perceived to be grassroots groups across the country and sort of puppet stringing them. It's just a bummer. The whole thing is a big bummer and I hate it, but what are you going to, I mean, all we can do is our own part. So yeah, that's what I'm focusing on. Um, solid answer. Uh, and couldn't agree more. Uh, next up is a favorite painting by El Greco. Uh, I'm partial to Vista de Toledo. Toledo. There you go. Uh, Just rub some funk on it. (laughs) If you, if you butcher the proper pronunciation of that painting title, I'm going to mercilessly make mercilessly make fun of you to which I would say, so you're like Tom go something yourself uh i failed spanish <laughs> a couple times in college so whatever um this kevin i don't know about you but i do not have a favorite painting by el greco other than the drew stanton wall you put up in our apartment so this is an esoteric reference to a previous episode that maybe you didn't even catch um i'm gonna go with this self-portrait why not it's fantastic and sad looking it's also the first thing that comes up when you google him um and a reflection of the el greco of our podcast indeed next up from sawyer like tom does your favorite childhood movie hold up i'm too scared to watch mine though she doesn't add what that is uh i honestly cannot remember what my favorite childhood movie was so i don't have an answer for this do you Mine was Sandlot, and there was that unpleasantness with the whole situation at the pool and the pretending to drown thing. Other than that, and, you know, they get married in the end, so it's fine. (laughs) Still a great (laughs) film. Um, Next up, from Sawyer Like Tom, a request that we take into account the engagement each each person's Twitter question gets. Um, That's fine. I think we do. We Yeah, we discussed this, but I think ultimately the only engagement that matters is ours. And so uh, extra points for people who like and retweet the, uh, the, the request for Twitter questions. So there's that. So um, sorry, like Tom, much appreciated. Great questions. But here we are. Number one of the rankings, Mr. John Hubbard is up. And is way there too editorializing deep into this that you want to do before we get into the questions? Yeah, so, John, look, um, it's my ranking week, and I am <laughs> sorry to say uh, you brought all the divaness of the Upper Deck Jerk Guy without any of the playfulness. So John drops his questions in our DMs instead of posting them like a normal person. And um, uh, because he said they were too long for one tweet and didn't feel like sending multiple tweets. Then gave us instructions on how to answer them. He wants them as lightning round. Do not discuss. Just go with your gut. You have to choose one. You know what, John? Fine. Because we're short on time, we will do this for you, but only because we're short on time. And uh, we can both give answers very quickly and then move on. So, Greg, Led Zeppelin or Rolling Stones? Zepp. Obviously, Zepp. Zeppelin. Absolutely. Drew Stanton or... (laughs) No, 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 Kevin. Drew Stanton or Drew Neitzel? Drew Stanton, for sure. Stanton, obviously. 
Uh, Jonesy, Back to the Future or Bill and Ted? Back to the Future. Yeah, agree. Uh, Spartan Helmet or Gruff Sparty? Spartan Helmet, although it's yep. tough. I, I close some Gruff Sparty, but Spartan Helmet. Cl- yeah. Yeah, agreed. Very close. Scorsese or Tarantino? Oh, let's go Tarantino because it's it's more fun. They're more fun films. What do you think? Same. Absolutely. Uh, Jonesy, uh, Breslin Center or Spartan Stadium? Spartan Stadium. This is a tough one too, but Spartan Stadium. Yeah, as a building, it's Spartan Stadium. It's also where my wedding reception was. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Josie, uh, <laughs> thus spoke Zarathustra. 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 I'm sorry, because that's that's like Nietzsche's. That's like his one that he wants you to read, right? That's uh, that's the Ubermensch one, right? Yes, and uh, he did. Uh, John put it in the original German, uh, which I think is Sprach. But um, I translated it because it was too pretentious. Thank you. Or on the genealogy of morality. Uh, so I'm going to go with Thus Spoke because it is the uh, precursor to Beyond Good and Evil, which is my favorite by Nietzsche. Sure. I was not a James Madison student, so I haven't read either. Uh, Rose Bowl or Final Four? <sighs> you go first. Final Four. I mean, the Rose Bowl doesn't mean what it used to be. So Final Four gets a banner. Unless the Rose Bowl, it's never the national championship game. Unless the Rose Bowl is one of the the playing games. Final four. I'm going Rose Bowl. I'm going Rose Bowl. All right. Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Uh, Schwarzenegger. Agreed. Uh, Izone or football tailgate? Football tailgate. Yeah, agreed. Mike Jones, Apollo 11 or 13? Uh, 13. <laughs> The one that made it to the moon or the one that didn't make it to the moon? <laughs> I, I, I love the scene in Apollo 13 where they're like, they just lay shit on the table and are like, fix it. <laughs> and then all the engineers have to do it from like styrofoam cups and stuff. Yeah, I've actually been using that scene to describe something at work and no one gets the <laughs> reference. It, it hasn't. It, it, anyway, uh, next up from uh, John Hubbard, give up meat or alcohol? Uh F you. I don't want to answer this one, but meat. I think it'd be easier for me to give up alcohol. Uh, D'Antonio or Izzo? A little dated, maybe. Yeah, you got to go with who's coaching now, Izzo. Yeah, and it's Izzo anyway, even if D'Antonio still was coach. Uh, and last finally, one. Mike Jones. Last question of the lightning round. Jonesy or Grek? Obviously, I got to go with my buddy Grek. Aw, I, I was going to say you. That's so Aww. nice. All right, John, thanks for your questions. You will be punished accordingly. Next up is... <laughs> Raymond Chains, if Hondo, Couch, Wojo, Stout, uh, Solari, Mad Dog, and Jason Nick had a rap battle, what would happen? Uh, It would be the whitest thing ever made, and there would be a rupture in the time-space continuum, and it would be just the worst possible outcome. I I tried to think of funny things to say to this, and it just made me cringe. Yeah. Like, it... Um, next question next from, from Raymond oh, James. Yeah. How little do you care about the Michael Jordan documentary? I guess watching televised sports for me will be like kissing my cousin compared to my appreciation of seeing the Spartans in action. A few minor league baseball games aside. Um, yeah. So I didn't watch, um, I don't know when or if I'll watch, I, I it seems to be sort of event TV right now, but mm-hmm. I think it's event TV out of necessity. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't give me any joy and whatever i, I would take any live sports event over it so yeah I'll any live american sports event you mean right what's that 
You mean any live American sports event? Like you're yes. not going to watch cricket. Although, you know, maybe <laughs> next up from Raymond chains, will our state and federal government stand up to multi-billion dollar sports industries or will the games resume Beekman and sports owners make me think that our appetite for games will win out. Uh, Raymond, uh, we've covered the news out of Georgia. I got bad news for you. You can't fight stupid and there's a lot of stupid happening. So, uh, I, I think it's fair to say that the, the podcast's opinion is that, uh, unless doctors are saying to go out, I don't want to speak for you, Kevin, but would you agree? Yeah. Uh, I don't care. I, I genuinely do not care the party affiliation and, and I have my politics, but I do not care about the party affiliation of the politician who's running whatever your state may be until the doctors tell me it's safe to go out then it is not safe to go out so there's that and pay attention to doctors in other countries too Mm -hmm. um uh next up do you find yourself losing weight or expanding your being i think not eating out or having access to vending machines has been a small blessing i love expanding your being and if i were (laughs) choosing a winner this week i would keep expanding your being in consideration uh raymond's been crushing it yeah raymond this is fantastic i personally although we did kind of discuss this last week i think i might be down a little bit in weight as well but not significantly and also do you use when's the last time you use a vending machine so i don't but i i used to work in a building that had them and people would use them regularly it's it's a thing i i just I can't think of the last time I vending machine. You work from home, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, Raymond, uh, as for me, I've been losing uh, whatever efforts I had been putting into the gym, but I don't think I'm adding weight, which is kind of equally discomforting because uh, it just means that that weight is transitioning to badness. Um, Next question from Raymond. At what point does the cure exceed the disease? I'm not saying I think we should be selfish, uh, but how long should uh, velvet-lined house arrest continue? I just know that at some point the show must go on. And I would just like to give a quick shout-out to Raymond um, because Raymond's clearly a pretty thoughtful dude who grapples with issues and thinks critically about them. Like, you can see the the conflict in his two questions. And so... um, Kudos to Raymond for thinking about things. Yeah, especially when this is sort of hot button in certain areas of the media right now. Um, I, I think we are always measuring the outcomes, right? The idea of ourself quarantined and the social distancing was the flattening of the curve. And as testing becomes more available, if that ever ends up being the case, or <laughs> as uh, you know, a larger portion of the population has some immunity to the disease, of course, we'll start lessening restrictions. I mean, there's a huge financial incentive to not do that. The The question is holding and Raymond, I'm not, I, I don't mean to, uh, you know, I'm not addressing you directly with this, of course, um, because all the things that Mike said, but uh, we're going to weigh those things. Um, Planet Money did a great, a podcast about how we measure human life versus the cost. Uh, And I'll try to remember to put the link to that in the show notes because it it does a great job of like, no, actually by all of our metrics, this is worthwhile given how deadly COVID-19 is. So um, I'll try to do that. Anything to add? 
No, well said. Um, it's week eight on the D'Antonio cam. Is he watching reruns of the Spartans dominating the Wolverines, throwing darts at an ESPN logo, or perhaps preparing his world-famous bratwurst? So when I, when I saw this, I had to Google to make sure that there wasn't some D'Antonio recipe for bratwurst out there um, because I would absolutely buy that bratwurst. But uh, there's not. <laughs> anyway, I suspect that D'Antonio is cataloging the the uh, Rose Bowl paraphernalia that he can uh, whimsically stumble upon. Chase it. Uh, and <laughs> chase it. Heave. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if he's writing a daily email to Mel Tucker Just about like, potential slogans? Mel, today you heave. Um, next up from Raymond Chains. After we survive COVID, how long before climate change kills us? <laughs> Oh, man. So I had to Google some things when I saw this question because there had been a lot of talk about, like, all these positive environmental things that have Yeah, did you hear since... dolphins are coming back to Venice? Mike Jones? It's not well, true, by the way. Right. <laughs> so it's funny you bring that up. Um, I did hear uh, it looks like maybe there's some expansion of the coral, gr- coral reef that may be happening um, and that the world is not vibrating as much. Um, but it's all going to come rushing back. Yep. We're all going to die. Yeah. Um, uh, I, if anything, hopefully maybe some people realize that this is a, um, uh, an impetus for us to take dramatic action to prevent climate change from killing all of us. So, yeah. Yep. I'm getting a lot of passes today. Last question. Uh, did the right wing nut jobs who overwhelmed the state capital think anyone is enjoying this? Also, aren't these doomsday preppers throwing in the towel on bucking out a little quickly? <laughs> yeah. So we kind of already covered this. And uh, as we said, you know, Raymond, we won't ding you for that for already covering the subject. But uh, it's super bummer. Super bummer what happened in Lansing. Uh, and I'm tired of our state showing up in the news, humiliating itself. It's happened far too many times over the last several years. Yeah. So, um, yeah. with Let's that, get to it. the return of the upper deck jerk guy, and he has brought it this time. <laughs> and uh, we are approaching two hours on this podcast, Kevin. Let's get okay. through it. It's okay. So, first question from the upper deck jerk guy. If sports never comes back, what would you spend your time on? Um, well, certainly reinventing this podcast in some way yeah, would like be, we got to pivot hard and not to the XFL. That, I think that I think, idea yeah. didn't work. I think we like doing this a little bit too much and enjoy all of you. Um, but I honestly, I don't know because if sports don't come back, uh, then that means other things that I enjoyed doing aren't coming back. But I probably would find ways to get outdoors more often. I, I enjoy backpacking, and maybe I would find a way to make that a larger part of my life. How about you? Uh, I live in a 100-year-old house. I'd be spending more time doing those types of things. Um, <laughs> next up from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, if you had to choose between Josh Langford coming back or getting Kareem Maine, which would you choose? Care to give some background on Kareem? basketball uh, so i we there's some debate about how it's pronounced it may be manny so oh sorry kareem um well he's canadian it, so he's polite he's fine yeah. with either pronunciation uh, he might be french canadian though so oh less polite yeah um 
So uh, Kareem Mane main uh, is a potential guard that would be choosing to come to MSU uh, and though may well choose to go the professional route is a one, two year kind of guy, really fantastic player uh, in some rankings is rated very highly, but inexplicably is not on, I think the ESPN ratings because he's Canadian. So, uh, his composite score is lower than what his actual talent level is. Anyway, I, if I had to choose between, I'm going to go Langford. I think you stick with the guy who stuck with your program and, um, you stick with the known commodity, but, uh, that's my take. I, I agree with you. Uh, he's also, he's like a Josh Langford level recruit, you know? So, uh, Josh deserves his last year if he wants it. And that, that's my answer. Yeah. Uh, next question from the upper deck jerk guy. Honestly, how often are you showering nowadays? <laughs> uh, still mostly on once a day, though sometimes it's a little bit later in the day than I would prefer it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm less than once a day. In oh fact, God. Uh, I've been informed that there have been times where I've been like, you you know, you, you could take a shower at this point. That's uh, disgusting. In, in fact, Zoom meetings with webcams have been have been dictating my uh my shower schedule uh if i'm being honest that's maybe the most personal information i've ever divulged on the podcast that's Uh, disgusting next up honestly how often are you shower or no we just did that one does anyone really miss baseball uh right now yes i would take baseball in a heartbeat for sure how about you for sure and i love walking down to campus and sitting in at uh uh, at the old baseball stadium at the Drayton McLean stadium. Um, we're getting down to like a, you know, a lug nuts game or something like that on Thursday, Thursday. So, and baseball is one of the best sports to just sort of have in the background when you're doing other mm-hmm. things. It's just like a nice, you know, like noise to have on. Yeah. Um, Next up from the upper deck jerk guy, why didn't pecan wire take off like bacon wire? <laughs> well, pecan wire was always a joke. <laughs> and uh, uh, we don't have the energy of of these kids. Let's be honest. Um, this is like the joke of the two bulls up on the hill or something. Continue. No, that's all I got. I mean, uh, that these bacon wire guys have been getting predictions right is a little disconcerting. Um, but we, I don't think have ever been interested in being sort of a quasi news source. Um, that's, uh, we're about having fun and our brand is having fun, chatting some sports and, um, talking with you guys. So yeah. if that's the serious answer, uh, but bacon wire is disturbingly accurate about breaking news and it, it bothers me a little bit. It is. It has uh, been weird because they had Mel first, right? They did have Mel first that I think that was mostly a joke. And then they started breaking other news. <laughs> they they broke just Christopher. Uh, they yeah, but broke they some commitments. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know what this next question is referenced to. I what don't either. Do what do you call a cow with, a cow? with no legs? I, I, uh, I, I don't know. Is that, did you Google it? No, I, I mean, no. I didn't. Is this a joke? Upper deck jerk guy, what what have you done? You've broken the pod. 
Uh, it is ground beef. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. This is like a Laffy Taffy joke. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy to one I actually kind of like. Is the S or the C silent in the word scent? Well, what's your what was your instinct answer? Uh, C. I mean, I think you pronounced the first letter, right? Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, it point, apparently, sort of like Tom, who maybe has some linguistics perspective, says does, yeah. the C is silent because it was a later edition grafted onto a word with Latin origins. But I would have said the S in advanced as well, uh, going with the verb and not the monetary um, denomination. Uh, what do you think of the reports that it may be the cytokine storm recover- following recovery from COVID-19 that is the most deadly? I did some Googling and actually talked to Plum on this. Did you do any Googling? Nope. What did Plum okay. say? What did our public health experts say? Um, so it, there's interesting research here. For those who may not know, and we're not going to go super deep into it, but uh, more or less, it, it seems to be that, you know, there's like one cell in your body that is capable of handling most illnesses. And so when you get sick, your body has to go and find that cell and say, Hey, come fight this and replicate a bunch of people, uh, or replicate a bunch of cells. Um, if there's a delay and you potentially have inflammation, there's these things called cytokines, which, uh, can nuke a cell. Um, and so if a cell is, has a virus in it, they can sort of destroy it. I'm sure I'm butchering some of this, but the gist is people who have pre-existing inflammation issues, these cytokine, uh, either proteins or cells go a little berserk and for inexplicable reasons, just destroy to start destroying stuff. And so, um, you know, they can really wreak havoc on healthy cells within your lungs. It's almost like they're giving sort of chemo to your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do I think of that? Um, I think it's interesting. Um, uh, but it doesn't seem to be the exclusive reason that people are dying. So interesting, uh, but yeah. like legitimately. So I hadn't heard about this. Um, next up from the upper deck jerk guy is Grisio, the funny one or the straight man. Uh, well, you have to ask is quite flattering, but I think everyone knows I play the straight man here. <laughs> um, next question is, has your, and we're going to edit this slightly because we're a PG 13 podcast. So we'll say, has your screen time increased due to isolation or decreased because people are always home <laughs> and this is private screen time i gather yeah um yes. i i don't know what you're referring to the epidemic jerk guy um the answer is that uh who who has any use for it Get um <laughs> next question <laughs> I loved how uncomfortable you were. Uh, if I run out of toilet paper, can you suggest a viable alternative? We've had this conversation. Pine cones was my joke answer, but apparently is also the real answer. And take a shower, man. Yeah. I'll give that a shower. Uh, next question. Are you threatening me? Mm. Yeah. I'm in. Step up, upper deck jerk guy. Come on. Let's get it from you. Uh, next question from the upper deck jerk guy. Have you done your census? And have you applied for vote by mail? As I've mentioned, uh, I am hanging out at the in-laws while we get through all of this. And so we recently took a quick pit stop back in New Jersey and picked up our mail, which had been on hold. 
found our census information and do need to fill it out. It is on my to-do for this week. Uh, as what for is flying Jersey for, vote by mail rules? What, what is that? What are you doing? Um, doing it. Okay. They're, they're pretty generous. Um, don't you think Grecian needs to publish his formula so there are no shenanigans? We Asked did. and answered. We talked it out. I laid it all out there. Yeah. And um, this math-based ins- insistence on a subjective exercise is a little bit crazy, but I blame you, Greg. So yeah, we started this. We started this. We got to finish it. Jonesy from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, have you seen Letterkenny yet? Unfortunately, I have not. Uh, not to get too serious, but because of coronavirus, uh, my family has had to make some decisions about expenditures, disposable ones, mm. and the number of streaming services we're subscribing to had to change. So once life returns to normal, we'll we'll re-get on Hulu and I'll watch. Well, now that you're so. not bumming everyone out, uh, we watched three episodes over here and we moved on. Tell me if that's a mistake, if we should have stuck it out. Um, next up, if Mel Tucker does well in his first three years, what are the odds that he leaves for the NFL? I'm not sure. Um he, I think it, it somewhat depends upon what level of, what motivates you more, fame or wealth. I think there is more fame in being in a great college football coach in some ways than a great NFL coach. There are just fewer of them in the NFL, in my mind, but I also don't care about the NFL. Um, so I think if he can experience plenty of wealth and still be, you know, known for being amazing, he'll stay in college. Um, if wealth is the sole motivator, I think he goes to the NFL. But he's so. a rich man in college too. What, what's a good NFL coach pulling down these days? I have no idea. It's north of six though, right? Like a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I think, uh, what's his face? Matt rule pulled in nine. So, um, next question. Do you have life insurance? Uh, I have it through my employer, which I've been told by someone selling life insurance is not really having life insurance. Um, so yes and no. What about you? Same. Uh, next question, zoom, Skype, WebEx, Google Hangouts or other. I'll say at work, we use zoom and chime, which is an Amazon product. Uh, I never heard of chime before you said that. Uh, it's a thing. What in the world Uh, is a chime? I've only used it once, and it was actually while I was at my previous employer. Um, it was fine. Uh, and you and I record on Skype, so uh, or sort of record on Skype. Um, but what about you? What's your preference? Uh, I'm a Hangouts guy, right? Hangouts. Discord. Discord, old man. Put Discord on there. Um, final question from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy. What's the worst thing you've done that was technically illegal? So I think the he put emphasis on technically. So I think it's I think like he means illegal, right? N- no, I think he means maybe something that was just like f- f- it wasn't like terrible, but technically illegal. Um, so there was one night while we were living on Delta Street that um, I was setting off some fireworks, and. Uh, <laughs> I went out to set off some more. There may have been some beverages involved. And these were the big fireworks, like from the tube. Yeah, 
These weren't yeah. like little sparklers. These weren't even bottle rockets. These were legit. One, one was a bottle rocket. Anyway, um, there was one that I had to put in a Roman candle like uh, thing that I had inserted into the ground. And so I, I lit one in the Roman candle thing, walked a little ways, lit another, and then was walking back towards the Roman candle holder, picked it up, a cop, a cop car booked it around the corner right as I was like grabbing the paraphernalia. And I held it by my side and walked in the same direction as the police officer it was like driving with his little spotlight flashing, looking for the culprit. And I meekly sort of waved, like, sorry, I'm in the way of your search right now, and was not arrested, which was a blessing, because that could have really turned my life upside down. Uh, and I got applauded by balconies from yep. an apartment complex. You sure did. One of my finer moments. Yep. How about you? Anything? Um, I mean, there's been some speeding. There's been some drinking while underage once or twice, I think. Um, I mean... I don't know. I'm pretty straight laced. I'm a boring dude, as you all know, listening to the podcast. Uh, so I will defer to Jonesy's grand uh, fireworks story, and that'll be that. Kevin, this episode has gone on quite too long, which means that one minute, yay or nay, will not hurt us at all. What is your one minute of hate? One minute of hate. So this is a reference to what Raymond Chains said last week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got to come up with a topic, and I got to go. I got to vent for one whole minute, right? Give yeah, me a topic. Starting... You give me yeah. a topic, and I will vent. You said on. you had one. No, I don't have one. All right, tell you what, I'm going to vent on the topic of having a topic. Ready? Give me sixty yes. seconds on the clock. Ready, set, go. All right, Raymond. Here's the thing. It's 2020. I'm locked down in this house right now. Okay, I've been here for weeks. You think I've got one topic to rant about? Bro, I've got topics that you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe the topics, Raymond. Okay, so first off, we got the fact that like I can't leave. I can't go anywhere. I, we've got the fact that uh, I can't do anything for my job. We've got to do this podcast. You know, this podcast is like one of the most fun things that I do in a week. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. <laughs> a man should have more going on in his life than answering Twitter questions. And yet here I am relegated to this garbage. Okay. So we got the upper deck jerk guy. We got the Raymond chains. We got John. We got Sawyer like Tom. What even, what even is a Sawyer like Tom? Tom Sawyer? Just go with Tom Sawyer then. I don't even know <laughs> what you're trying to get at. So, you know, if you're just trying to put me in a little box, there's only one thing that I can be upset about. It's not going to work, Raymond. It's not going to work. And with that, folks, we appreciate you sticking with us for way long, and it better be worth the gift card. Greg, as always, buddy, go green. Go white. And thanks, Raymond. That was nice. Everyone should do a a rage moment. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you all next week.